Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will teach us from Genesis chapter 12 as we begin the study of the life of Abraham and his unique calling, and we'll also study the development of God's great new title as the God of Abraham. We want to continue to ask you to pray for our Jewish evangelism campaign going on right now throughout this summer. It's called the Summer Blitz 2015 campaign, where we take the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to the Jewish people in 14 Jewish cities in the U.S. and Canada. We've got 110 missionaries out there spreading the gospel and witnessing to Jewish people, giving them free resources from Israel Restoration Ministries, Tom Cantor's life story on DVD, as well as Tom Cantor's book, Frequently Asked Questions by Jewish People, 34 of the top questions that Jewish people have about Jesus Christ, the Jewish Messiah. And we give them that book, as well as a letter from Tom Cantor, and in an envelope, and it's a wonderful gift where Jewish people can get saved, and we do have salvations that happen every single summer, dozens of them last year, and we want to see more Jewish people saved, baptized, discipled, and worked with in their personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You can be a part of that by praying for this Summer Blitz campaign going on through August 3rd, and then also a financial help, if you can, to support this Bible teaching radio program, which will also support Jewish evangelism going on right now. You can donate online at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. .org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Support Jewish evangelism and the gospel going to the Jewish people first, 800-247-3051. Now here is our saved, born-again Jewish believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and Bible teacher here on Friendship with God, Tom Cantor. Father, we thank you so much for this revelation of yourself that we're in now in in Genesis, how it opens to us, Lord, just new knowledge of the wonders of our God. And so help us, Lord, to gain everything that you have for us as we study now in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis chapter 12. Please follow along here. I'll start reading Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out or go, or walk, or go, walk for yourself, out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, or I'll cause you to see. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless them, bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abram, departed or walked as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance or their property that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land of the place of Sychem, or it means shoulder, unto the plain or grove of Moray, which means teacher. And the Canaanite was then in the land, or he was already in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord, who appeared unto him. And he removed from thence unto a mountain of the east of Bethel, which means house of God, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west, or toward the sea, and Hai, Hai, or whatever you call it, Heaps, or means heaps, on the east, and there he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed, going on still uh, toward the south. 
All right, now we start here this new section here, which really began here in chapter 11. And that's a very important section we're starting now. And it's going to go all the way through till chapter 25. And this section is really going to be on the surface. It looks like it's the development. It's the development of the character of Abraham. So we're going to see God here develop the character of this person, Abraham. But if that's all we see in this section, the development of the character of Abraham, then we miss the real treasure that's in this section. Because this section is not just about who was Abraham, the development of the character of Abraham. This section is the revelation of the character of God because it's in this relationship, this very special relationship that we're being brought by God, the relationship between Abraham and God. And if we see that and if we understand through this revelation who is God as revealed by his relationship with Abraham, then we're going to get the real treasure. So first we're going to understand what it means when God calls a person my friend. That's what he called Abraham. He called Abraham my friend in Isaiah 41.8, where he says, But thou, Israel, art my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. What does that mean when God calls someone his friend? That's a title that God gave to Abraham. He called him my friend. He crowned him with that title. That's the greatest aspiration that you and I can have as we finish this life, to be crowned by God with this title of my friend. That's a title that should make us jealous. We should see this about Abraham. He's called God's friend. And we should say, I want that. That should make us jealous for that. We finish our lives with God saying, you are my friend. We fulfill the greatest purpose in our lives. And the Lord Jesus Christ told us how to get that title of my friend. He told us that in John 15, 14, when he said, ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. But this section is not just about Abraham gaining this great title of my friend or God's friend. This section is also about God taking on a new title himself, a great title. See, after this section, after we finish this section in the life of Abraham, which is going to, as you say, go all the way to chapter 25, after chapter 25, God will take on a new title for himself. And that's why we study this, because we're trying to understand what does God mean by this new title. He never will use this title for himself until Abraham has died in chapter 25. And starting in chapter 26, God will use this great new title. You know the new title I'm talking about? What is it? That's it. That's the new title that God will take on for himself. He will, in chapter 26, use this new title, the God of Abraham. That's the first time that God ever called himself the God of anyone. He never called himself the God of Adam. He never called himself the God of Enoch. He never called himself the God of Noah. But for the first time, God will call himself the God of some man, and that's Abraham. That's why it's so important for us to understand from this section here, from chapter 11, as we started at 25, that what does God mean? 
in chapter 26 when he starts to call himself the God of Abraham. It's these 15 chapters that we'll see developed the meaning behind this great new title that God will take for himself, called, and that's the title of the God of, God of Abraham. You know, I needed to get some new business cards. Ran out. So I finally got them. See, got them right here. There they are, my new business cards. My new business cards. Uh, front and back. Nobody likes my cards because you can't write on the back. So, well, it's stuff there, see? And so, scan about it on the front and the ministry on the back. Uh, so I finally got to use them for the first time this last Friday. Very happy to do that. We got a tour of the Diagnostic Imaging Center over at San Diego Naval Hospital. And so from our cancer center work down at Takati, we're, we're setting up this new imaging center with this new big state-of-the-art Philips Ingenia MRI, which we know absolutely nothing about, but that's never stopped us in the past. So, <laughs> Anyway, so there are none of these new MRI machines in San Diego County or Riverside or Orange County, but uh, thanks to our frugal government, there are three at the Navy Hospital. So they said they'd give us a tour of the imaging center. So for a meeting, there's four in our team, three in their team. And since the first meeting, instinctively, what does everybody do? They give their business card, you know? So that's what I do. I give my business card. Everybody else gave their business card. It's the first thing you do. So what do you do when you get a business card? First thing you do is you make sure that you can spell the person's name. So you can make sure you got it right. Second thing you do is you want to know who is this person. So you get that by their title. So you look at their title. So here's Dr. Boswell. And it says that he is the diagnostic radiologist at the Naval Medical Center in San Diego. So I understood who he is. Who's Dr. Boswell? What he does? So in, after chapter 25, God prints up for himself new business cards. <laughs> He's got these cards, and it says, God, the God of Abraham. That's very important, because this is how God now introduces himself. You know, he goes up, and he gives that business card out, and he introduces himself, and he wants you to know who he is and what he is, or who he is, and what he's responsible for. God says, here's my card. See that? God, the God of Abraham. See? So the first time he uses these business cards is in chapter 26, verse 4. You might want to uh, turn to it. That's where God appears to Isaac, and he introduces himself to Isaac with this brand new title, the God of Abraham. Genesis 26, 24, it says, And the Lord appeared unto him. This is Isaac the same night, and said, I am the God of Abraham, thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, and will bless thee, and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. Now, every time from this point onward, every time that God uses this new title, the God of Abraham, he will say something about himself that goes directly back to the life of Abraham. It relates directly back to the life of Abraham. When he says, I am the God of Abraham, then what follows, what he says about himself, he's in essence saying, is that you remember Abraham? So look at how it says this here. Let's look at it again. Uh, Genesis 26, 24. So the Lord appears unto him the same night. So God, this is the first time. You know, God is appearing to Isaac, and Isaac's first question is, who are you? Who are you, God? So he introduced himself. And he says, I am the God of Abraham, thy father. Now he says the first thing, fear not. So, so what is he saying here? Because I'm the God of Abraham, you remember how I was no one to fear in the life of Abraham? So don't fear. 
Fear not. We'll return in just a minute with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Now, we'd like to encourage you to go into all the world and preach the gospel, especially to the Jew first. And you can be a part of doing that with Israel Restoration Ministries. Tom Cantor is the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. And we go throughout the world preaching the gospel to the Jewish people in Canada, the U.S., Israel, Argentina, around the world, wherever the gospel needs to go to the Jewish people, we send it. And we have well over 100 missionaries that work full-time, part-time, and also many volunteers that get the gospel out to the Jewish people throughout the world. Would you support us with a donation at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or call us right now or after the program at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Here again is Tom Cantor. Then he says, number two, I am with thee. Again, you know, because I'm the God of Abraham, you remember how I was with Abraham? So then he's giving clarification of what he means. And then number three, and I will bless thee because I'm the God of Abraham. You remember how I blessed Abraham? And then last, number four, he says, and will multiply thy seed because I'm the God of Abraham. You remember how I multiplied his seed? As a matter of fact, you are. (laughs) You're Isaac. You are the multiplication of that seed. A little small in the beginning, but it got bigger. So he uses this new title of the God of Abraham when he appeared to Isaac, and he used it next when he appeared to his son, Jacob. So in other words... God says, I'm very happy to introduce myself to you, Jacob, and I have a title, the God of Abraham. So you turn to Genesis 28, 13, and this is where he uses it next. And he says, and behold, the Lord stood above it. So this is Jacob's ladder. He's sleeping on the rock, the pillow for the rock. Very uncomfortable night for Jacob. But anyway, he didn't have a bed, bath, and beyond nearby, I guess. So, so he says, behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. You remember, Jacob, how I promised this land to Abraham? I'm the God of Abraham. So he's renewing that so that Jacob will understand, he'll crystallize in his mind what he meant. He next uses those business cards when he first appears to Moses. And Moses at the burning bush, that's where God appeared to Moses first. And again, he's happy to introduce himself as God of Abraham in Exodus 3, 6. It says, moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face. He was afraid to look upon God. So if we're to succeed as we study this portion here and getting the treasures out, there's two understandings that we need to come to, and that is what it means for a person to have the title of the friend of God. That's Abraham. And what it means when God takes on the title of the God of Abraham. So that's our goal. That's our goal. Now, if we only gain from this section an understanding of the history of the Jews, the history of the Jewish people, and we don't see the Lord Jesus Christ as the Adonai, the King of the Jews, and the God of Abraham, then we lose lose all treasure. We just lose all treasure. This becomes a history book then. This becomes something to understand from the past. But if we break through the clouds of what the Lord called a dull understanding or a slowness of heart, 
then we'll see that God in this section is the Lord Jesus Christ. And why God, the Lord Jesus Christ, is happy to call himself the God of Abraham. So this is a section with great new titles. For God, we could say, wonderful, he's taken on the new title of God of Abraham. For Abraham, we say, congratulations, Abraham, on your new great title, friend of God. Hope we get it too. All right, now, verse 1. Verse 1 stands here in a stark contrast to the depressing scene that we saw in chapter 11. See, verse 1 says, And the Lord had said unto Abram, Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. So we've already studied chapter 11. That was just downright depressing, chapter 11. Glad it ended. Because it was man's first feeble attempt to found this new grand world government that was in defiance against God, without God, was actually trying to dethrone God, and it was made up by his, all his proud men, one of the stars with Nimrod the hunter. But so chapter 11 was really a picture of sin abounding. It was just going wild. And God's promised that whenever sin abounds, he'll make grace abound all the more. Like it says in Romans 5.20, where sin abounded, grace did much more abounded. Where sin abounded in chapter 11, chapter 12, is grace abounding more. On the surface, it looks like it's the development, it is, it's the development of the character of Abraham. So we're going to see God here develop the character of this person, Abraham. But if that's all we see in this section, the development of the character of Abraham, then we miss the real treasure that's in this section. So the Lord appears unto him the same night. So this is the first time. You know, God is appearing to Isaac, and Isaac's first question is, who are you? Who are you, God? So he introduced himself. And he says, I am the God of Abraham, thy father. Now he says the first thing, fear not. So so what is he saying here? Because I'm the God of Abraham, you remember how I was no one to fear in the life of Abraham? So don't fear. Fear not. Now, Abraham is the father of the Jewish people. So every Jewish person should especially focus on verse 1, on what Abraham was called to do. This is the beginning of the relationship, and so important, between God and Abraham, and it's a relationship that begins with a command from God. So every Jewish person should focus on this, and exactly what was Abraham called to do. So Genesis 12, 1 says, The Lord said to Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land that I'll show you. So you notice in verse 1 here, that God called Abraham to leave three things. First, he was to leave his country. That was obviously the place where Abraham, Abraham lived. I'm going to call him Abraham. It's too confusing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Abraham lived. Abraham's country it was the land of Syria. He was a Syrian. Okay, I guess there are worse things he could be, I suppose. But anyways, that's what he was. Anyway, so God called Abraham to leave his familiar surroundings. That's what is meant by country. That's the only place that Abraham had ever known in his life. Abraham had friends there. He had neighbors there. And he was being called to leave them, to leave them. He had a routine in his life represented by the country he lived in. And like any routine in life, that represented for Abraham a certain measure of security, a certain measure of stability just from the routine. And he was being called to leave that routine. 
So how could Abraham leave his friends and leave his neighbors and leave the familiar, secure, stable land or country that he knew? How could he do that? That was the first thing he was called to leave. Second, he was called to leave his kindred. Now, Abraham had an extended family, and he was part of an extended family unit. We can imagine it was a tight extended family unit where everyone knew everyone else, fortunately or unfortunately. And Abraham had uncles, and he had aunts, and he had cousins, and these were his people. These were Abraham's people. This was his extended family. And when Abraham was together with his extended family, like us, it felt so much like family. And that's the place of where Abraham would naturally feel, and everybody who felt that they belonged, they belonged to this group. It's this people. It was his kindred. So Abraham was called to leave his kindred. How could Abraham leave his people that he was a part of? How could Abraham, how could Abraham leave the people that he felt that he belonged to? But that's what God called him to do. Then God said Abraham was to leave his father's house. Now, Abraham was part of his father's house. His father's name was Terah. We know that. Abraham had two brothers. One dies. But, and in his father's house, everyone understood the other. Everyone loved the other. Just like a house was part of his father's house. It was a place where everyone was accepted for what they were. Everyone was loved. Everyone was, that's what it, way it was. It was. And no one was disowning anybody else. It was just Abraham's father's house. That was a picture. But Abraham was being called to leave his father's house. How could Abraham leave his father's house with all the understanding and the love and acceptance that was in his father's house? How could he do that? How could Abraham leave his country, his people? How could Abraham leave his father's house? How could Abraham give all that up? That's the question that's on the table. And look at verse 1. And when you look at verse 1, picture Abraham as coming to the greatest personal crossroads of his life, in the life of Abraham. God put Abraham at these crossroads. And so he's standing there. Abraham's standing there at these crossroads. And he's looking down two roads, and they each got two signs on them. And a one sign has this for the road, and that sign reads, this is the road to your familiar country, your people. This is the life that's known. This is the life that's stable, that's secure for you. And this is the road that will keep you a part of your people, an integral part of your people. This is the road where you stay a part of your father's house. That's the one road. And the other road, it has a sign that says, you leave your country, you leave the life you've known, you leave your people, you leave your father's house, and you become a friend of God. There's two roads. He's standing there. He's got to make his decision. He stands there. He looks at these two signs. He considers carefully, so to speak, his choice. And then he makes his decision, and he decisively goes down the road that's marked friendship with God. So Abraham left his country and all that was familiar to him. He left his people. He left his father's house and for one simple reason. And if you asked Abraham, why did you do it? Or how could you do it? He would tell you very simply one phrase. God was worth it. That's what he'd say. God was worth it. 
another great day of Bible study with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Now, would you like to support this Bible teaching radio program staying on the air? You can by donating online at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or call us now at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Support this Bible teaching radio program, Friendship with God, staying on your station in your city We need your support. We also need your Jewish friends. We'd like to send them a free gift if they're a lost Jewish person, a friend, a connection, someone you know, a doctor, lawyer, businessman, a next-door neighbor, someone you have contact with that's Jewish and you know they need to be saved. We'd like to send them a free gift from Tom Cantor to them, his life story on DVD, and also some more information that will help them to trust in the Jewish Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have a Jewish friend you'd like to be reached, you can fill out our online form at friendshipwithgod.com. God.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or call us directly and give us their information that we can send them this gift, 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051, reach your lost Jewish friend. What a joy to be before the Lord Jesus Christ and say, I return something that you lost, one of your own brethren who needed to know you personally. And also pray for our Summer Blitz Outreach. We've got 110 missionaries going out to 14 U.S. and Canadian cities, Jewish cities that are in need of Jesus Christ as their Savior. They need to hear the gospel, and we've got the gifts to give to them. Support Jewish evangelism and the gospel going out this summer to the Jewish people with our campaign, the Summer Blitz. You can donate at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org to support this Bible teaching radio program, Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries with Jewish Evangelism, 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Thanks for listening.